Hey there, thanks for tuning in to the Holistically Inclined podcast. My name is Alexandria and I am not only the host, but also a holistic nutritionist. I love holistic health and always have wanted to find ways to share my knowledge, experience, and unpopular opinions with others. There is no topic off limits here, whether it's myth busting, truth speaking, or storytelling, be prepared to hear it all. Hello everybody, Um, it's me, I'm back. I just want to quickly say thank you to all the support that I received on my first podcast episode. Um, I, yeah, was like blown away with the amount of people that were super excited and couldn't wait to listen to it and yeah, it's super cool. So that really um, encourages me to keep going and really encourages me to do this Uh, regardless. I probably would still do it because I've really enjoyed it. Um, as of right now, I am just like sitting in our office with a blanket and the dog and a collagen hot chocolate. So life is good. Can't complain. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in. Um, thank you to everyone for the support on Instagram and sharing my stuff. That really means a lot to me. Um, it's really cool when you're someone who kind of does a lot of entrepreneurial and small business things. That stuff stands out a lot and really means a lot. So Anyways, thank you to everyone for listening um, to the first one, and hopefully you like this one and the ones that are upcoming because I'm super excited to really uh, share all of my info and knowledge and experiences with everybody. Um, Yeah, so basically right now I'm drinking a collagen hot chocolate because the summers have cooled down a bit, which is nice. Um, I can't complain about it. I definitely was feeling the humidity as I work in a car all day and my car doesn't have AC. So I'm definitely happy with this cooler weather. Um, So yeah, right now I'm drinking a collagen um, hot chocolate. The recipe that I typically use is on my Instagram in my cheers highlight, my drinks highlight. So you can go find it there. Um, It's a really good one. It's delicious. It's so like warming and comforting. And yeah, I'm really trying to get collagen into my diet right now as I did some microneedling for my acne scarring, which is also super exciting. I can't believe I'm finally at that stage of just the scarring is all I have to worry about, which is really cool. Um, yeah, it's like surreal. So I'm really excited about that. So consuming lots of collagen to help with the building blocks, help my face kind of rejuvenate and help that collagen production and all that good stuff. All right. So, uh, today's episode, episode number two is going to be the opposite of episode number one. So it is the five best pieces of acne advice that I was ever given. And did I try any of them? Um, I'll answer that right now. Yes, I did because all of this was such, um, good advice that, yeah, I did try it and it helped and it worked. So yeah, I'm super excited for this one as a lot of this stuff I always share to people who reach out to me when they ask for advice or any clients that I've had, I share a lot of this information. So this is all really big, um, steps you can take. Even just one of these five pieces of advice can make a huge uh, world of a difference as I also really only started with one at a time and worked into all of them and then they've all kind of synergistically worked together to help my skin. So yeah, I won't waste any more time. We'll get into this. So here is the five best pieces of acne advice that I was ever given. All right. So one of the first best pieces of advice that I was given was to heal my gut. This is so important. Um, The gut literally surrounds so many different things and um, is such a big root cause to so many health ailments and issues. 
So this is a huge one um, and it made a huge difference to me. However, it can be a really long one to achieve as you have to kind of know um, what's irritating your gut. Are you sensitive to certain foods at the moment, which the sensitivity typically comes from um, a damaged gut PSA, but basically um, working on healing the gut takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. So this one was one that I was working at for such a long time because I didn't really have like the basics and the understanding down and really didn't have like my foot in the door the way I should have. But once I had got my understanding of healing the gut down, um, it made such a huge difference for me and I was able to just like thrive by doing it. Um, so the main thing that's really important is understanding what is going on internally and also understanding, understanding sorry, how prominent the gut skin connection is so I'm sure if you're like really into the natural health stuff you've heard of the gut brain connection um there's like a gut everything connection gut skin is so important as the gut basically determines the way your skin is going to reflect itself um, or is a big part of how the skin's going to reflect itself yeah so the gut skin connection is huge it's a really big thing to focus on the gut is like the main source of like so many issues. Um, one big thing that I always emphasize with um, the gut and acne is that um, our skin is always going through renewal with cell turnover being a constant process. Um, a skin is one of the largest organs in our body. So it needs a lot of support and nutrients, a lot of protein, a lot of fat to help with the building blocks and to assist our body with regenerating and healing the skin. So here's the thing, if your gut um, is compromised, if the lining is leaky, all that stuff, um, there's going to be lots of problems because you're not going to be absorbing or utilizing any of the nutrients that you need to or want to. Um, so basically that's going to be causing a lot of inflammation, lack of nutrients and minerals and vitamins. Um, there's going to be no beneficial bacteria to help because there's also a very good connection between specific gut bacteria strains and clear skin, which is really cool. I do have a poster. I go a bit in depth on that on Instagram. Um, and I can link it in the description of this podcast. Actually, if you want to kind of look at some references, um, also has like some studies and stuff on that too. Um, there's a lot of studies that talk about specific bacteria strains that were missing in the gut of someone with acne, which is really cool. Obviously there's a lot of other reasons those strains could be missing, but Really cool to look at it that way as, of course, um, gut bacteria also has a big impact on our health in general. Um, basically, the gut itself has between 500 to 2,000 different bacteria species um, and they actually crosstalk with each other. And basically, they um, through that crosstalk, that regulates how our skin cells regenerate so when our gut is compromised and we don't have a lot of that good bacteria, then obviously that crosstalk isn't happening and that skin regeneration isn't happening. Um, so this is a super important one to look into. I don't always suggest like over supplementing with probiotics because sometimes that can lead to worse conditions like SIBO. So we have to be very careful with that. Um, if you've been on antibiotics before, it's probably good to look into taking um, some sort of probiotic, a good quality one. Or eating some fermented foods. Sometimes though you have to be careful with the lactic acid in those as those aren't always the very best for acne. Um, 
Sometimes it's good to talk to a practitioner if you can get a GI map done, figure out what's going on down there too, is usually my favorite recommendation as you just get a clear insight into what's going on. Instead of guessing like I did um, for six years of my life. Uh, yeah, so basically healing the gut is huge advice. Um, that was one of the best pieces. It was one that so many people had given to me and I think I sometimes overlooked and didn't pay enough attention to. But now that I know how important it is, um, it's definitely something that I'd focus on more if I could go back, um, especially like consuming a lot of collagen rich foods is something that I wish I had done more of when I first started my um, clear skin journey and stuff like that, because that would have made the hugest difference um, when it came to those things. But I just think it's so important to work on that basis because um, it's the base of everything. So to work on that base and once you have that solid base, then you can work on all these other health issues and you'll be absorbing the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals you need to work on those other health issues and to further your healing and to further your clear skin. Um, so yeah, healing my gut was one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given. Um, of course, all these topics too, I'll just lightly touch on because I'm more just describing um, why they were the best pieces of advice and how they helped um, where I can probably make uh, a podcast um, episode for each of these um, pieces of advice, which I will probably do in the future. So I won't go too into it, but that is kind of just summarizing like why that was one of the best pieces of acne advice I was ever given and that it just really helped. So uh, best advice number two is work on the liver, support the liver, detox the liver, just become best friends with your liver. Do everything you can to support that baby because it probably needs it. Um, me being someone who was in university for a couple of years, and even though I did actually spend a lot of time on hiatus from drinking um, when I would go out with friends, I still had uh, liver damage from poor food choices, antibiotics, and toxic load. And if your liver is not moving things properly, then it's just sitting there and nothing's happening. And most of the time, um, nine out of 10 times, a skin imbalance is related to poor liver health slash function. And a lot of liver imbalances actually show up on the skin. Um, like acne is a direct reflection of the liver being imbalanced and needing um, some TLC ASAP. So um, that's a really important one that I find I overlooked for so long and should have paid attention to sooner, but just kind of like brushed to the side and was like, my liver's fine. And it wasn't fine. It wasn't good. It wasn't fine. It needed help. So um, the one main thing is that it's good to work on removing a lot of toxins from the lifestyle and diet so that your liver has a chance to work on processing hormones, blood sugar, etc. So basically, when there is a toxin that comes into the digestive tract or the bloodstream, anything like that, and it heads to the liver, the liver will stop every other process, like processing your hormones, which it does 24-7 every day, processing blood sugar, um, like processing and removing other toxins and other little things that get into the bloodstream and sorting things out, you know, like what needs to go here, what needs to go there in the body. It will stop all of that just to work on that one toxin. And that even includes alcohol, um, drugs, anything like that is included in that. So when that reaches the liver, it stops everything else and it goes, okay, we need to work on this because this is a toxin, this is a poison. We need to like get this through our system and push it right out. So it will stop every other process. So that's where a lot of hormone imbalances come in. And then like cystic hormonal, sorry. <laughs> and then that cystic hormonal acne comes through. 
And then that's when we have all those issues where we're like, we don't know what's going on. I'm working on everything. I'm still breaking out the liver. P.S. It's the liver. Actually, I'll jump back to that quickly. When I talk about removal of toxins from the lifestyle, I kind of mean like your environmental toxins. So do you have a lot of scented products in your household, scented candles, scented cleaning? Um, what type of cleaning do you use? What do you use for your laundry soap? What do you use for your dish soap and your dishwasher, your bathroom, your makeup, your skincare, your hair care? All of that um, is such good things to look at. And I mean, you don't need to remove all of the more toxic products all at once because again, that's a lot of money and time and effort to put into that. I mean, if you can afford it by all means, go right ahead. I mean, it's all on you, but I kind of did a slow switch through everything. I slowly switched over my detergent. Once I finished it, I just went and bought a clean one. Then I started to switch over my, um, my like dish soap. And then I started to switch over like my floor cleaner and then my um, regular like multi-surface cleaner. And then I started to switch over my skincare slowly and my hair care, my body care. Like I did slow switches as I went along and like switched over deodorant as well. And you make those slow switches and adjustments. And over time you start to see good results because each time you make that one little switch, that's one less thing burdening your liver. Right. Um, so yeah, anyways, yeah, again, I could have a whole another episode about that. <laughs> so yeah, that's a huge one. So the second big thing when it comes to the liver, while you were working on removing a lot of the toxins and everything like that and giving it a chance to breathe, uh, use liver supporting foods, herbs, tonics, and supplements. This is a huge thing um, as your liver is going to be very sluggish from all the years of damage and lack of support. So it's really going to need a lot of extra boost. Um, One of the first supplements that made a huge difference for me was calcium D-glucurate. Um, I don't have all the science behind that one, sorry, but that does um, help with your liver function, helps it function a bit better and helps it sort through toxins a bit better and just get back into the rhythm of things. Um, This one, I actually had my functional diagnostic practitioner um, prescribe to me. So that was when I started taking because she had suggested it and it made a huge difference. Um, Some other things that I do as well, and even now that I do, Um, is I add asparagus into my diet when it's in season as asparagus is high in glutathione. Glutathione helps basically protect and also um, promote healthy liver function. I eat grapefruit because grapefruit also helps with phase two detoxification. And then mineral salts like the Redmond salt are really good. Um, We need lots of minerals to support our liver to give it that extra boost. And then dandelion tea is a good liver um, supportive but also detoxifier. So dandelion tea, I like to drink every once in a while, give it a bit of an extra boost. And if you find that your liver is very sluggish, you're not digesting things very well. And even like if you're finding like bowel movements aren't too good, sometimes that can be connected to the liver. And then obviously that can show up in the skin. So bitters is a really good thing to add in as digestive bitters basically help stimulate all that digestion, help support your liver and give your liver that little bit of an extra boost so that it can kind of do everything it needs to properly. So yeah, basically focusing on the liver is huge. Um, It makes a huge difference. I think that's when I started to notice the most difference was when, or at least some of the most difference, some of the best, I don't know, best results, I guess is what I want to say, when I started working on the liver. So that's a huge one. Um, Again, I'll go more into these topics. I'll do a little bit more um, explanation on all of these terms and stuff that I'm using too, but This is kind of more just um, 
yeah, again, like I said before, an episode where I just kind of want to explain the things I did and why they worked for me and why I liked them. But I'll probably go more in depth on each of these topics um, in separate podcasts and really like dive deep into them for sure. Okay, so the third piece of advice, this one's huge. And if you follow me on Instagram right now, then you know that I'm huge on this and I always talk about this. But this one, I think, is when I first noticed like huge changes in my skin. Um, this is the one that made like one of the biggest difference or biggest differences is what I want to say. So uh, basically banish the seed oils. So that means you want to basically eliminate your PUFA, so polyunsaturated fatty acid oils. So that's going to be your canola, your soybean, your cottonseed, grapeseed, sesame seed, flaxseed, uh, vegetable, sunflower, safflower oil, basically all the ones that fall into that category. I have a chart actually on my Instagram um, and a highlight titled anti-seed oils. You can find that um, on my Instagram and there's a chart that shows you kind of the ones with the higher PUFA content and basically me kind of explaining why you kind of want to avoid them. But one thing that I noticed for me and why these made such a big difference um, or why eliminating these made such a big difference in my skin was because First of all, they oxidize in the body and cause major inflammation. So I noticed probably three years ago that when I would eat anything that had canola oil in it, I would get like this huge cystic pimple on my forehead in the same spot every time. And it was always when I just ate canola oil because for a while, canola was like one of the only ones I avoided. And I noticed whenever I ate that, I'd get a huge, like huge, really painful pimple on my forehead so yeah they oxidize in the body causing major inflammation um and also for a while too canola was like like i said the only one i really avoided and then i would say like more recently like within a year ago that's when i started to avoid like all of them and like stay away from all the polyunsaturated fatty acids and then that's when i started to notice huge changes um, but one thing that hand in hand had helped with um, eliminating seed oils was adding in vitamin E because they also lower your vitamin E levels and vitamin E coincidentally protects your body from seed oils by assisting how they're broken down and lowering the inflammation they cause. So it's kind of like a merry-go-round domino effect. So when I um, banished the seed oils from my diet, and welcomed in vitamin E. That's when I noticed huge differences, like amazing differences. I can't express enough what it has done for me. Um, and again, I'll make another uh, whole podcast on that because I go off on Instagram about these all the time and I know y'all want to hear it. So I will make a super fun in-depth one on this. Um, another quick point to add in is that I basically replaced, um, as I replaced all those oils and stuff too, um, and basically looking for, I kind of always use these as cooking oils, but even looking in recipes or in packaged foods, if I ever have bought something like that, I always would look for or use tallow, butter, lard, coconut oil, avocado oil, and olive oil. Um, palm oil can actually be okay too in moderation, but those are ones that I stick to all the time. Um, like I've said before, those ones are very, uh, very healthy, nutrient dense, and very, well, at least tallow, butter, and lard are very traditional. So they've been around for centuries. They're foolproof. Um, the CDC or, I don't know, some 
big corporations like Basel may disagree with that because they want to pump you full of canola oil. But if you look at the studies and the facts, no. So anyways, but like I said, again, I won't go um, super in depth on that because that is another podcast for another time. But yeah, that's another one that made a huge difference for me was removing the seed oils and replenishing my vitamin E levels. Um, I can't say enough good things about that method and that advice like that did so many wonders for me. Um, I even feel like a lot of my um, psoriatic arthritis, like my autoimmune inflammation went away, which is really cool because I used to always have like super sore joints and like I never do anymore. So that's also another big thing um, that it had done for me as well. So yeah, banish the seed oils. You won't regret it. Yeah, do it. Alrighty, number four. Um, this piece of advice was one that I kind of just picked up um, throughout Instagram and experience and just like friends and family was basically eating more traditional foods. So um, staying away from a lot of packaged foods and just focusing on like meat eggs, cheese, um, very traditional, real foods, stuff that like my great, great grandmother would have been eating, um, back when they didn't have a lot of chronic health problems. So basically I find they're more nutrient dense when you're eating those whole traditional foods. Um, of course, when you are eating those foods, you want to look for good quality. So I always eat organic wheat or like wheat products of that sort like sourdough and I always use organic flour or always check the ingredients of like a bread for organic flour. Always, always, always look for organic because it's rate of glyphosate and glyphosate is bad for your gut. Again, that's another podcast topic for another time, but glyphosate is a big no-no. So I always look for organic when I choose stuff like that. Um, makes a huge difference. Uh, local pastured organic meat is also huge. Um, local because you're just supporting your local farmers. So that's cool. And then pastured because you know that they're eating grass. They have all the space to wander. They're happy animals and it's going to be the most nutrient dense. And then pastured eggs, again, for the same reason, um, those are super nutrient dense. You get all that vitamin A in the yolk. So you want those. And then, um, this one, super fresh dairy, um, because I live in Canada um, it's very hard to get specific kinds of dairy. Um, so I really like super fresh dairy because uh, that's very high in the retinol that you need for the vitamin A and just so many other important sugars and vitamins and minerals. Um, makes a huge difference when you start incorporating that stuff. Uh, cheese and butter are another thing that I really incorporate a lot. If I eat fruit, I like to combine cheese with it to get that carb fat protein ratio, um, which is also really important. Eating fats or protein with the carb is super important as it keeps the blood sugar balanced. And also another traditional kind of eating method. Um, I do eat a lot less veggies and a lot less like legumes and grains. I do, however, like organic white rice and I'll do like sweet potatoes, potatoes, and beets, carrots. I do like a lot too. And like the odd little veggies here and there, but I'm not huge on them anymore. I used to like always be like, I need all these veggies in my dish and with my dinner and with this and with that. And now I kind of like, uh, if I come across one that I want to eat, sure. But mainly I focus on root veggies and a lot more fruit. Fruit is super important because it has all those minerals in it, replenishment, vitamin C, whole food vitamin C to be specific. 
But yeah, again, like I said, this is another topic I could go on and on and on about. So another podcast for another time. But I found, sorry, I found that just eating these foods was so helpful because it brings your body back to its normal state of what ancestrally um of ancestrally what we used to be at like it basically brings us back to the whole food and the whole body wellness um when you eat good quality foods like this it just doesn't compare to packaged stuff or to poor quality stuff like it does not compare um the taste the look the freshness how you feel how you look it just yeah doesn't compare so again like I said um I go on and on about this topic. I could just talk for hours about it, but I think this is super important and um, eating more traditional foods, very simple foods, um, not going out and buying all these crazy packaged things, but just like making snacks super simple, like yogurt, fruit, and honey is such a simple snack, but so nutrient dense that we've kind of strayed away from this and I've looked for easier options that have just led us to eat foods that have more fillers and preservatives and flavors and unneeded and unnecessary things where we could have just stuck to our traditional roots and put in a little bit extra effort into our meals and our snacks and we could be in such a different place so anyways yeah this is another topic I could go on and on about so I won't really um go into it too much anymore but yeah this is another one where I can make another podcast for this because that just made a huge difference um in conjunction with everything else it's just my body thrives off of all the nutrients that I'm getting, which is just amazing. And my skin just loves it. And advice number five, the biggest and most important thing is don't stress and be patient. I cannot stress this enough is that it is so important um, to just calm down and relax and accept where you are at this given time and just accept where you are and know that you are doing everything you can to move forward and for your skin to heal and that you have to be patient because these things take time stressing over it will not help um your case in the slightest it will only make things worse stress stops every function in our body because we move into fight or flight mode It also just messes with our hormones, our adrenals, our cortisol levels. It throws our body into just this whole different fighting ring that we don't need to be in because it can also wear and tear on our gut and we don't want to do that because the gut is so important, like I said before. So again, and I know it's easier said than done to say like, don't stress because like, believe me, I still stress about my skin sometimes too because I'm always like, what if I do get those breakups again? What if they come back? What if this happens? But I can promise you that lowering that stress and just realizing like, look, where I'm at in my journey right now is important to me and is an important part of who I am. And it's an important part of this journey right now. And we're working on it and we're moving along. And you know what? Good things take time and we're going to get there. So that's a huge thing that I find is just, yeah, put it, um, if you're Christian like me, put it in God's hands. That was a huge thing that I did was just, pray about it, put it in God's hands and just say, this is all yours, man. You know what you're doing. I'll just let you handle it. And that always helps. Um, for me, at least, uh, for other people might be different, but I know that's what has helped for me. Um, and then being patient is so important because like I said, these things take time. You have to think of how many years of toxins and damage do you have to heal? 
because it takes so much time. It's how many years have you been eating the foods that contain all of these additives, preservatives, these toxins, these dyes, these flavors, these colors? How many years has that gone on? How far backed up is your liver? You know, like you have to think about that. And it's when you think about it, like for me, it was like I thought about like my acne journey started when I was 16, but I really didn't get into proper eating until I was probably like 19 or 20. So for 19 or 20 years of my life, I wasn't paying enough attention to these toxins and the damages doing to my body. And only for the past three years have I been actually, you know, lowering that toxic load and repairing that damage. And it has taken three years to work up to that healing point. So again, remember it takes so much time and just be patient. And even though some people might be on a different part of their journey and it might look like they're ahead, they've also struggled through it too. They've also dealt with the highs and the lows. Everyone is going to deal with it in their acne journey. It is what it is. Not every day is going to be a good day. There's going to be days where you feel so discouraged. And like I said, like I was in my last podcast, I like was so discouraged and fed up that I went to the doctors and stuff like that. Like I, again, I've been there, so I get it, but be patient. Um, I think the past year for me has been a test of patience and just, yeah, putting it all where it needs to be, putting it in the creator's hands and just saying, man, this is yours, handle it. I trust you. And also just being patient with myself and realizing that I'm doing the best I can and looking at how far I've come compared to six years ago is a really big, important step in just being, you know, like patient about it and being like, look, I'm going to make it just fine. It takes time, but I'm going to make it just fine. I'm going to make it through and we're going to see good results in the end because you start to get on that roll where you know what you're doing and you know all the right steps and you know, you get the ball moving and that's what's important because once that starts going, you get that snowball effect and it just goes and goes and goes and you do have to be patient still, but you're on the right step or on the right path, I guess what I want to say. And that's what matters the most. So yeah, huge advice that I always heard from everybody was, yeah, don't stress, be patient. Good things take time. You'll get there. Um, yeah, don't stress and be patient. That's a big one. All right. So that was the five best pieces of acne advice that I had ever been given. Um, I'm sure there is more actually that I was given along the way, like little tidbits here and there. Um, oh, another one being to stop washing my face, which I had talked about, um, a little bit in the last one, actually, where I stopped washing my face and stopped using a lot of products in my face. And I started to see a lot of good results through that. Um, that's a huge one. So yeah, actually six pieces. Um, that's a quick little tidbit there of one that actually really worked really well for me, but yeah, that's the five big main ones that, I think makes the biggest difference. Again, it's overwhelming. So I get it. It's hard when you hear all this information and you want to implement everything at once, but then you don't know where to start and it's so overwhelming and you're just like bombarded by information. So my best advice is start slow, start one thing at a time, get into that habit and move to the next and then incorporate it. And it all becomes like a part of life and it becomes a part of your routine and your movement. And next thing you know, you're just thriving. So yeah, one thing at a time is always the best way to go. Like I said about don't stress and be patient. Like you're on the right track. You know what you're doing. Just keep rolling. Just keep doing it. You're good. But yeah, those are the five best pieces of acne advice. I hope 
you guys enjoyed some of that. Maybe it helped some of you. Maybe it brought some insight. I don't know. Maybe some of it made you mad at me. Maybe you didn't like some of these um, pieces of advice. I don't know. But let me know what you think. Um, again, I can always be reached on Instagram at holisticlex or on my website at www.holisticlex.com and also on TikTok at holisticlex. I can actually be found there, which is super exciting. I don't post very many TikToks, but I'd like to um, hopefully post some more soon. Um, but Instagram is my place, so you can definitely find me there. Um, reach out to me. Let me know if you have any questions about what we talked about today or what I brought up. Um, I'm always open to chat about these things and answer any questions people have. That's always my favorite part of um, this sort of like presence in the natural health community is just chatting with people and answering questions and helping people. It's very rewarding. Um and just to help people feel better. Like what a good feeling. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's everything for this episode. Thank you for tuning in again. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for turn- Thank you for tuning in. I think I messed that up last time actually too, which is funny. Um, and yeah, uh, don't forget to listen to the first episode that was before this that talked about the five worst pieces of acne advice and stay tuned for the next one coming up soon. And I can't wait to, yeah, send out or put out some more, I guess not send out, but put out some more episodes and it's late to be honest. (laughs) It's like 10 PM when I'm recording this on a Friday, but I wouldn't have it any other way. But yeah, I think I'm just like the day's catching up to me. So anyways, my words are a bit funny, Um, but yeah, uh, I can't wait to put out another one and put out more for you guys, especially because you guys all liked the first one so much. But yeah, let me know if you have any podcast ideas or anything you'd like me to talk about. I'm always open to that. But yeah, don't hesitate to reach out to chat. I'm always here. So yeah, that has been episode two of the Holistically Inclined podcast. Thank you for tuning in and I will talk to you next time.